0: Something about a girl getting some juice. Something about the way they look at juice. Something about the way they carry the juice in their hand when they're deciding whether to pay five dollars and forty-nine cents for some Welch's grape juice. Which by the way, it is worth the price. And I know I ran in on the last episode about deodorant shin being overpriced, but for Welch's grape juice, it is worth it. Um but just about like the way their eyes some about when you watch a woman decide whether they get the juicy juice the motts 100% fresh juice the the welches the even the fucking uh was it the spray the ocean spray shit um never understood why it's called ocean spray because there's nothing about it that comes from the ocean it's not even like real water they use but whatever, um, <laughs> it's kind of like Yoohoo, when you find out this isn't even milk, it is water mixed with some chocolate mixture shit. And once you find that out, it tastes different. It kind of fucks it up for you. And that's why you notice it's called a chocolate drink, not chocolate milk. Um, but so I guess you could be lactose intolerant and enjoy some Yoohoo, Yoohoo, yoo-hoo. Um but I don't know man, there was just something about watching this one fairly attractive lady. Um not anything happened. I was just walking through the go to a self checkout. Um you know, I like to cut through the aisles, same way people like to cut through the fucking parking lot. Look, I understand if you want to cut through like one section of parking spots the kind of get through. You you can't just cut through eight different columns of parking areas. Like like fuck you. Like it's just like stop it. Um But nah, I don't know what it is, just something about just something about a woman in juice. And kind of like her titties, the the juice would be worth the squeeze. Uh welcome to episode 171 <laughs> ah, Clint. Welcome to episode 171 of the Off and Be Podcast. I am with Clint Nelson. I am your host, Clint Nelson. Um, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Uh, follow that podcast on all apps. Um, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties, especially when they're juicy. <laughs> Oh, juicy, juicy J, juicy juice. Um, <laughs> oh, she knows, cause I love the attention. Uh, recording this on September fifteenth, two thousand twenty-two. Yes, technically did doubleheader today, except I decided to rest and actually put out a decent one this time. Uh, recording this at two sixteen p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Good times Good times at Ridgemont high. uh, Actually, it's fast times and oh, I can give you fast and a good time You know, you're in a hurry uh, gotta, gotta love when us dudes find ways to rationalize our inadequacies It's like, you know what, I got places to be anyways It's like, really? Do you? No Because you know if you did you wouldn't be sitting at our house for five hours, you bum ass bitch. Um But yeah. <laughs> uh uh good stuff. Alright guys, hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm kidding. Uh but yeah. Uh in today's episode we have our lovely friend Large Iced Coffee Mocha Cream and Sugar to kinda give you a little that energizer, the bunny boost, because you know I can energize you if you hop on this crotch, uh, crotchadize me, captain, <laughs> I guess, well, what what is a lady captain, now think about it, like, a captain, we refer to as a man, is like a lady captain, captain, like, you know, it seems like with ladies towels, you always gotta add like a little, like, type of an accent, they they want like some type of french or some type of some that you travel the world because we know we know the ladies they want to travel you know some for good intentions and some just want to travel so they can take pics and say they traveled even though they didn't really intake the experience of traveling they just wanted to say they traveled and then say they came back with a new perspective then uh you see nothing really changed in some cases, you know, of course, some people impact your life. I've always wanted to travel. I actually had a conversation recently about traveling. And it's never been something I have a heavy desire to want to do. But I would definitely do it if opportunity presents itself if I was just if I just had so much money, and like, yeah, I don't know where I would visit, like, that's the thing, there's nothing specific, I just like, wow, I want to go see this. My idea of traveling is, I want to go to a nude beach. I, it doesn't really matter where it is, I'm assuming it would be like France or Spain, because, you know, they just, there's kind of free there, and, you know, I match with the chest hair, got matching chest hairs. Um... <laughs> Over there, I don't think they shave anywhere. Like, if you go there, they're either way too clean-shaven, or they don't shave anywhere. Like, people either don't shave from head to bottom, and they got, like, hair on their feet and shit, or they are too clean-shaven, like they swim in the Olympics. Which I never understood. I don't know what, like, does shaving... Is that just more of, like, a... Mental thing like it's kind of like a Preparation it's just kind of a Habit thing for swimming where Oh you know you shave because it You know It makes you lighter I don't think it really does But I'm sure there's Or maybe it's actually like a health reason like You know your hair being in water all the time Is probably not good you don't want your hair Spraying across or maybe it's Actually a rule for like competition Swimming but It's like I'm not shaving like, I'm not going to shave. Well, I don't know. If I was getting paid a lot of money. It's like, yeah, I probably would shave. Um, it's like, what do you need me to shave? Gotcha. It's like, why do I need to shave my crotch if I'm wearing, you know, Speedos? It's like, oh, just in case they slip off. It's like, I'm going to make sure I get a good fit pair of Speedos. Um, but yeah, no, my idea of traveling was, you know, I would want to go to like a nude beach. I don't think there's technically nude beaches here in the States. But, yeah, it would be cool to go to, like, a nude beach. The only thing is, I feel like when you go to a nude beach, like, let's say you have a partner you're with. I feel like that is, like, the open. Sometimes, like, I feel like if you would go there, it's kind of like this place where either everyone is so separate from each other and doesn't want to bother anyone. Or it's going to be too much of a collective place where everyone is, like, saying, hey, coming up to you. Saying, hey, 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 and I bet you it's not even like in a sexual way as you would think when everyone's nude. And that's weird, like, if you see someone get excited and hard just walking, like, is that weird? Or is he just enjoying the breeze? Um, It feels good under the shaft. Uh, Tickle me, Elmo. Um, <laughs> i run like the wind, Bullseye. I'll give you a toy that you could tell your ladies a story about. Um, <laughs> Woody's Roundup and I will buzz you down there and it will feel like it took light years to actually happen because you know I'm a, I'm a slow snorkeler um, <laughs> but yeah like that's the thing the essence of a nude beach do you what is like is there anything that's off the table Or is it one of those weird things where people in, like, open relationships, they want to add, like, all these respect boundaries? Like, oh, well, when you're in an open relationship, you're supposed to have more respect boundaries. And they want, demand respect and all this shit as someone who'd be in a monogamous situation. And they want to stress all these respect boundaries because it's all about respect, respect. And are those people actually, like, over the top, like, don't look at that. Don't look at me down there. It's like, I would, like, people look at it when it is covered. So yeah, I'm gonna look at it. If I if I go out and walk nude, you're gonna look at it, and I can't be mad if you look at it. If you have half your titties hanging out, I'm looking. Even if it's not hanging out, I'm probably looking. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. It's like actually not. It's actually pretty. You you should feel uh verified. You know, like a blue check mark. And uh, boy, I will uh I will check a few marks on you. And don't give me blue balls, um, <laughs> like Beyonce's kid, blue poison ivy, because <laughs> uh, uh, your sticky stuff tastes like venom. Um, <laughs> your man had a plan; he just didn't have it in him. Okay, um, but yeah, no, I would. I, I think going to a nude beach would be fun. I think it would be fun to go with a partner, where you're both kind of experiencing for the first time, and you both have each other to kind of hold on to in a many ways. Um, and I would say, like, I'm pretty sure there's a rule on a new beach to not perform acts, sexual acts. I also feel like a nude beach was is like an open forum for swingers. I guess that's kind of where I was getting at. I feel like that's where swingers go, where it's like, hey, I don't have to put a pineapple on the side of my door, or a pineapple the On a back sticker on on the back of my Subaru. And that's the weird thing. Now anytime I say like a pineapple on the back of a minivan. 90% of the time. I know it's just. A mom or it's just someone that likes pineapples. And it just says carry on my wayward son. You know some weird tagline they got at some local indigo shop. You know. But. The first instinct I have ever since I've been told that people put pineapples on their porch as a signal for hey, They typically do it in very family oriented neighborhoods so it's not blatant and it's very secluded and typically kids wouldn't understand it even though I think it's such public knowledge now that I think even younger kids understand what the pineapple at the front of the door means. Mm-hmm. Um, they know more than the one that's under the sea. Okay. It's not like they're doing dishes anyway, so they don't know what a sponge is. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're soaking it in. All right. Okay. But um, I would feel like a nude beach would be, I think it would be fun. It would be interesting, maybe slightly uncomfortable. And it would have nothing to do with the fact that you're nude. It's everything that you're thinking about. What comes with a territory and location where everyone is nude? Like you're kind of overthinking, wondering what is this person? Like what are these people' real intentions here? Are they just here to travel the world? If you're a local and you live there, what is your intention of going to a nude beach? You want to meet the travelers. You want to meet the tourists that are curious. And then you can experience something curious with the tourists and never see them again. And literally your experience on a new beach with them can be the difference of whether they ever come back there or not. And their whole experience is reliant based off of you. Like, would you want a house? Like, if I were to buy... I, I've never been someone that would want to have a beach house. But if I were to have a house on the beach, but I want it to be on a nude beach. I think that would be kind of cool, you know? Um, I wouldn't need internet service, if you get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> it's like, ah, I get it all right here. And use your imagination. Um, even though the imagination is literally in front of you. <laughs> If I can only imagine what those titties would be like um <laughs> titties uh titties Yes please won't you put my face in between <laughs> I'm right here Yeah um except uh the only pineapples I'll be consuming is the sweet Sweet, sweet so sweet semen, well, wait, I wouldn't be consuming well, I'd be consuming the pineapples, so they would be getting the sweet 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 so sweet semen, um, yeah, just giving you a first class experience, okay, um, <laughs> even though I'm training you like a second class citizen with what's going down if you get what I'm saying, okay, Clint, Alrighty. oh Jesus Christ. Um, But, yeah, no, I think a nude beach, that would definitely be, like, on one of my top to-do lists. It's just more about what comes with it. I should probably do research on nude beaches. Because I'm pretty sure it's probably not even, like, you probably think there's, like, a sea of people there all the time. Like, when in reality, it's probably, like, meh. It's probably, like, when you go on those weird side Florida beaches where it's, like, sand and there's a bunch of just, like, glass in the fucking sand. Like, there's probably, like, five people there at a time. Maybe on the weekends you get, like, some groups of people. Like, I think we assume that nude beaches from the outside would be like when you go to Panama City during spring break. Like, nah, it's probably not. Because when something's normalized somewhere, when something's normal somewhere, it's not that big of a deal. Like, fast food is, like... Fast food, certain American specific, like, a Chick-fil-A is very specific to southern parts of, you know, the United States and stuff. So, like, when someone from, you know, Nebraska comes to Georgia or some shit, or Oregon, and, like, to them it's like, oh my god, we're having Chick-fil-A. Like, it's part of the experience. It's like when we, like, if people from Georgia go all the way to California, they want to try In-N-Out Burger you know that's like the big thing right where if you live in california it's just like ah you know it's basically just like an enhanced steak and shake but from the outside it's like this big tourist thing it's this big thing that is sold and i'm pretty sure like if you live right by Nude beach it's just like ah yeah it's normal to us it's this fascinating thing because here like you know you know, you can dress like a slut, but, you know, if you actually were nude, you know, call the cops public indecency. Oh, the children. and Oh, the children. Even though they literally saw your titty for the first, like, seven months of their life of existence. But God forbid if they saw another mama's titties. It's like, you know, I, like, if you have a child, would you rather want them to curse... At a young age. Or would you rather them see nudity. Now you wouldn't want your kid to be consuming pornography. But let's just say real life nudity. Let's say. Let's say like it was normal for people. To walk on the sidewalk. And you know ladies had the top off. And guys just had the bottoms off. Uh, top off bottoms up. Bottoms up. Uh, okay. well, Making a Trey Songs reference. Talking about this stuff. is probably not the best idea. Um. Look it up kids, uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure if he had a camera, it'd be in slow motion. A baby, a baby, a baby. Um, uh, I can't help but wait, okay Clint. Um, but yeah, you know, I just want to be successful. Uh, Like, would you rather, like, would you be more concerned if your kid cussed, cursed a lot at a young age, or if they saw nudity? I mean, I wouldn't really be too concerned with either. I would rather, it depends, right? I mean, I think it's, I know people don't want to say it, but I think it'd be different if you have a son or a daughter, how you'd want that to be. I wouldn't want my daughter to see a lot of nudity of either sex, right? Right? Now, you don't want your kid to see you, but if, if like, if it happens, if you're walking somewhere and someone, you have a crazy person walk around nude, it's like, I'd rather my son see a crazy, a crazy lady with some iffy titties or great titties and a great ass because, you know what, he's already programmed to like that shit. You know, I, it's kind of weird, like, it'd be weird to see a seven-year-old girl salivating over, like, an older man body, like that's just weird as fuck. But like a nine year old boy sees a grown woman, you know, nude. It's you know, he's just he's just getting an early start in the process. Um, see the see, <laughs> this is why this is why fathers, this is why you can't be a single father raising kids in this world because you may rationalize a little too much. Like eh, it's not the big of a deal, and you know that that's why men and women need to be. Raising kids together. Because you need the balance. Like, no. You, you, he can't just be going around. You know, wanting to see nude woman. It's like, I mean, he shouldn't just go around. But he's going to see it. He's going to seek it out. It's like, I'm, I'm going to take him to a movie when he's 13 years old. And I'm going to sneak him to a movie. That's going to show some good ass titties. I hate to break it to you, hon. It's going to happen. Um... <laughs> And it's gonna be our little secret until two days later he tells you while you know, you know, while he skips, you know, while he's uh takes a school day, you know, he misses the bus and he stays home and he's like, Hey mom, I s <laughs> uh We saw the movie the other day, it was so great and oh my god, her titties were huge. It's like what? And they're like uh And then I get home and I get yelled at and chastised because I let my son see some titties at an appropriate age to see some titties. It's like, what, would you rather me take him to a fucking nude beach? Would that make you feel more at home? Would that make you feel more at ease if I took my son to a nude beach? It's like, I'm not presenting him to that mass at a time. That's overwhelming. That's overwhelming for people that I've seen a lot of naked women. I've seen nude people. (laughs) Like, I've seen it. And it, that would still be overwhelming. Like, no, of course I wouldn't put my kid in. But you know, you gotta, you gotta microdose him in nudity. Now, look, cursing—I don't think cursing is that big of a deal, to be honest. You don't want your kid cursing from a young age, because the reality is, just you don't want your kid to get the idea that in workplace environments, you know, just. Uh, professional environments it's typically not the most appropriate way to talk and communicate and you also want your child to be able to communicate without having to curse and be able to convey the thoughts without resorting to words that will automatically may turn people off to what they're saying because you know when someone curses too much it does kind of you know you kind of start like swaying in and out because you don't know the severity when they're talking a lot and whether they're talking about something serious it's like when someone's like if someone doesn't curse at all, but then when they're angry, they curse, that means you know, like holy shit, this person is angry. Like there's a metric that when they hit that, you know, like holy fuck, this person is really feeling something. Because this is just their emotion coming out. If someone curses all the time, and then they're cursed when they're laughing and joking and talking and shit. And then well, that end shit. Like you got to be able to articulate, you got to be able to uh place the curse words when it's most effective, not overuse it, but do it in doses. It's, a, it's like choking a Oh, Jesus, client. Whoa, oh, oh, whoa, hey, hey. Oh, hey, 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 uh, sorry for the kids out there. Um, hey, in my defense, I do put explicit, even though not every episode do I talk about explicit stuff, but just to cover my ass. Um, I don't want to be one of those like, oh, being sued, like Nickelodeon gets sued by mom because, you know, there was a innuendo joke on the backyard against. It's like, it's like, yeah, like that's what they do in these shows and movies like Shrek. Madagascar. There's all these sexual innuendos in the movie that's rated PG because you know what? It, there are references that the kids don't get But the parents are watching what the kids get And it, it brings enjoyment to both people It's not just someone being forced to watch a movie Because their kid likes it and stuff and enjoy it. Like it's, it's for like it's, some, it's something for them You know it's a little reward For suffering Through an hour and 50 minute movie Of Absolute Annoyance and cheesiness and corniness. And oh sugar honey iced tea. It makes adults laugh. And the kids are like why are you laughing? It's like well you're laughing because it's in slow mo. I'm laughing because I know what sugar honey iced tea abbreviates to. Oh sugar honey iced tea. <sighs> and it's like with the Lion King. You know the Lion King when they have like the clouds. In, or was it Lion King or Aladdin? One of the movies where they focus on the clouds in the air. Oh, it was at nighttime in the in the Lion King, where he's like looking up and Mufasa is talking down to him from heaven and shit, and like there's this brief period you could look it up where it says sex. It's like, oh, it was just accidental. It's like you guys are getting paid millions of dollars for anim- for being animators. You're telling me that was an accident. You're telling me you're that incompetent. ...that you don't know what you're putting in the clouds that you're making up in this animation. It took them 11 years to fucking make Avatar, which is a shitload of CGI and animation. If they put anything in that movie they did it on purpose there's nothing in avatar that's on that's accidental you tell me disney doesn't hire the best of the best even at that time with these legendary classic movies that they hold that you can't even well now you can't stream and server, but back in the day you they would only sell certain movies limited edition times a year and you would pay out of the ass to get them at those brief period of times a year because it creates urgency in the consumer and they make it seem like it's a privilege for you to watch this fucking movie and you're telling me the animators that are in charge of that shit don't know that they put sex in the clouds and fucking lion king when Mufasa is talking down from the clouds of simba suck my toes all right eat my ass all right you know i, I wouldn't be surprised if they accidentally snuck in the eat my ass scene in there you know all those weird fruit Timon and Pumbaa are eating at times, which by the way, the best Lion King is Lion King two and a half with Timon and Pumbaa are the main characters. You know why? These are the funniest. And they had a great backstory. Actually they had a great arc. Jesus. Whew. But yeah. I wouldn't mind if my kids cursed. Now with Tyber, well, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't want my kid to just go around saying, you know, "fuck you, fuck you, kid." You know, every time I'm mad because you know maybe that's a problem. You don't want them to start telling kids, "suck my dick, fuck you." You know, <laughs> But you know, I think it's important for your kid to be able to be like, "hey, you're an asshole." And you tell that the kids at a young age. Because kids kids are brutal maybe that's the problem, because kids are brutally honest. And you know, if they have access to these words and phrases at too young of an age, they may use it too much and then over time and lose and they may not be able to properly articulate it over time. You know? Or they will be one of those weirdos that turn like, you know, convert to Christianity at twenty-seven. And change, like, oh, cursing is this terrible. Like, you know, they completely change as an overreaction. It's like, no, it's okay to curse in doses. Just, you know, just uh don't call your pastor a pedophile, even if it is true. um You child lover. That's always weird to say someone, like, I don't know. It's always kind of weird to me nowadays. And I understand people, when they say they love children, it's like, it's not normal to love children. There's nothing about children... Of stuff they do, like 90% of the time, you don't love them. They piss you the fuck off. They're just, little, they're just little nuisances that you voluntarily brought into the world, you know. So, don't complain about it. I'm not saying don't love your child. What I am saying is, don't sit here and say you love children. Because it's unnatural to love children. People that work with children don't really love them. They just understand the importance of what it is to raise children. I don't think any teacher really loves children. I think it just comes with the territory. It's like, it's easier to love children and to be understanding because they're going to stress you out and you better love something that's going to stress you out and bring a lot of shit to your life. Because if not, if you're miserable and you're stressed, good, good God. But anyways, yeah, I understand. Like, I'm not like I get, I'm not saying I get why we have to prevent nudity, we prevent cursing and stuff like that, because you know you don't want your kid to go around, you know, having a weird expectation of what a girl should be. like. You don't want no, you don't want your fifteen year old son going around feeling like he's entitled to see, you know, his classmates' titties. Uh, now we're talking about children. Now we're talking about teenagers, and but you know, I I'm trying to bring examples here. Um, yeah, maybe that's why it's problematic now that I think about it, because, you know, in real life, it probably develops those dudes who feel like they're entitled to certain things and can't take no for an answer, and then, you know, you got a Trevor Bauer. Um, okay. Um, (laughs) it was consensual. Um, it may have been, but damn, like, you still feel comfortable, like, actually making her pass out, huh? It's like alright. I mean she did say she liked a rough, but damn, like I I didn't know you like to make it you know, rough on yourself too. Um Yeah, not King Shaman, just uh, you know, just trying to protect you from the law. <laughs> Sorry. Trevor put that Bowser on her. Alright. Maybe they were playing Mario Kart, you know? Oh he's super smasher, bro. Okay, um, <laughs> he, he played pitch and catch, and uh, she just kind of forgot to catch it, and went straight to her face, and neck, Ugh. damn, it's like he untied the catcher's glove laces and just tied it around her neck, that, that story's really disturbing, I know I'm making really inappropriate references and shit, but I'm actually referencing some of, if you read the story of the Trevor Bauer shit, it's like actually pretty, like holy fuck, like Oh, why is he suspended for two years? It's like, he should should be lucky he's not in prison, to be honest. But since it is like a civil situation that he says she said, and she probably did want a specific type of situation, and then he did that, he just may have actually did it. Because I I think sometimes now what happens is, I, I think a lot of people think they want some really intense shit in the bedroom then when it happens they realize it's pretty traumatic and they get ex- and i think honestly a lot of girls may over exaggerate what they want because they don't think a guy's going to go there cuz you know they view guys as pussies and shit but then when you get when you get a professional athlete who has the strength and make it happen he's like i got you i can make this happen and they're like holy fuck i can't believe this happened yeah so uh anyways yeah ooh that went down a rabbit hole you know but uh yeah you know I think that that would be the cool thing. Like, what if, what if, like, at a water park, right? Obviously, it would be, like, 18 and older adult shit. What if they had, like, nudity day at the water park? Like, at Whitewater? Or Six Flags? Well, I don't know if you want to sit in a hot roller coaster nude. That would be kind of weird if you're just caught in midair. And your balls are just floundering around. Like like Eminem in the, hey, that music video. Where it's just, like, everything's like, hey. That's what your balls are going to be doing and your taint. Um, and I think it would be and you know, your hot, especially if it's hot outside. Your buns are going to be on leather. You know, I'm not telling my one you put in the toaster. Um, <laughs> and then when the thing, like, you're putting the seatbelt on, your crotch, then it's like, eh. yeah, you might have to at least wear, like, one of those Tarzan cover-up underwear things just because, like, hey, you know. Maybe when you're walking around and take it off. But when you get on this ride, please wear your Tarzan shit. I don't think that's too much to ask for. And speaking of Jane, Tarzan and Jane. You know what I realized? I was watching Thor again. And so Thor's love interest is Jane. And Wolverine, his main love interest is Jane. And Tarzan's main love interest is Jane. Why does Jane... Get all the best, super heroic men. Like, the embodiment of masculinity. Wolverine, literally, like, you can't hurt him. You You can cut him, hurt him, and he heals. He's a dude who just deals with pain and he heals. Like, you can't kill this man. Thor, he's fucking Thor. Tarzan... He's fucking surviving against gorillas as a human being, and animals, and the fucking Amazon, whatever, forest shit, where he's fighting the gorillas and fucking rhinos and shit. Why do, why do Janes, these entitled fucking Janes, get all these amazing, strong men? I can't remember the last girl I knew in my life named Jane. Never worked with a Jane, never went to school with a Jane. Jane is like an older lady's name. But all these young gals named Jane are getting these fucking literally super heroic men. What is it with Jane? (sighs) I mean, hey, if I meet a Jane at a nude beach, hey, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um. Maybe there's something about like high value. Something about the name Jane has like a high-value ring to it. It's like a high-value woman. I don't know. And also like they always make the janes like these really smart individuals like jane and tarzan she's like an archaeologist or she's like a scientist that's traveling with a group of people that's how she meets tarzan when they go into the forest It's always weird that people volunteer to travel to these forces where like you more than likely will die like it's you're not going to survive these environments you're not built you're going to get malaria um Then you got Thor, where she's this fucking world-renowned scientist who can also fucking carry a hammer. And then you got Jane Wolverine, who's like, or X-Men, Wolverine, whatever, where she's literally like one of the smartest people trained under Professor X. She has so much not, like, they, they always make them very scientifically smart. Which I'm all about empowering women to be smart in this shit, you know? It's close as we're going to get. I'm kidding. But no, like. What is it with Jane? All I gotta say is if you're married to a Jane out there, she is settling for you. Because you're probably ain't shit if you're listening to this. Alright? And if you're with a girl named Jane, just know she can do better. There's something about Jane. I don't know what it is. According to Jane (laughs) Oh Clint. Oh this podcast. I feel like this is back to the old times of podcasting. It's amazing what happens when you get sleep. Um but yeah. I should perform on an empty stomach more often. (laughs) You know. Oh, Jesus! Oh Jesus! I love popping my hip abductors, and trust me if I abducted her, there'd be a lot of hip abducting ah <laughs> oh, Jesus, oh Natalie Holloway um yeah, I remember that Natalie speaking of traveling um I probably wouldn't go to Aruba. It's always weird like. All these missing situations where women disappear while traveling. And girls are like, wow, you know what? I hope that happens to me. I want to get Natalie holloway Um, <laughs> I remember when that thing used to be like the story. Like the same way like you talk about how like 9-11 was like the thing. For obvious reasons. Worldwide news. I remember the Natalie Holloway thing thing being get when she was deducted and shit i remember i remember i was in florida because i think i was staying at my grandma's house for like a summer or some or whatever and like every fucking day you would thought natalie holloway was like pam anderson like, they're covering this blonde lady like damn like you know it's like yeah she went to aruba by herself and yeah she probably got killed like, you should look up the places you're going to and understand the causes and concern. Typically for tourists, they send you to the most uh safer locations where they have literally built areas just for tourists because if tourists actually went to where the real shit happens, it would probably not be the most attractive place to go to. And when you go to Mexico, you don't go where the cartels are, even though they're all over the place. You know, they put you in these nice little resorts that are kind of a way that are actually ran by the cartels, but, you know, as long as they're making your money, they don't give a fuck. Don't bother them. They might not bother you. I can't promise that. Um, (laughs) You got to be careful traveling out here, man. But yeah, I want to travel. I do. Except when I travel, I actually want to go to these really where the actual life happens not these tourists we built this fucking resort we built this you know a hundred thousand square feet like little bubble for tourists to go to to say they visited oh i visited ecuador it's like you visited the most safest part with the most security and police and all that shit Where the nicest restaurants, where all the rich people go, you didn't actually go to fucking Ecuador. It's like if you come to the States and you just visit, well, even the thing about big cities here is that you see where, even in the biggest cities where the richest and all that shit are, you still see the homelessness. You still see, you still see kind of the, I don't like to call the crazies, but you see people who are down in life, people who are hooked on stuff, the homeless, people who have issues, just out here trying to make it. And that's kind of the beauty, like you could come to America, you could go to New York City, you could come to Atlanta, you could go to LA, you can go to, you know, Austin, Texas, you could go to Orlando, Florida, and you could see all the beautiful stuff. You could see the Times Square, you can see LAX, you can see... Uh Ho- Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood. you can see the beautiful parts where the Georgia Aquarium and all the shit. And in the midst of while you're walking on these streets, you're gonna come across the opposite view of that, which I think is kind of what makes America real and beautiful well I don't know about beautiful in this instance, but you see the realness of how like hey, wherever there's beauty, there's people struggling where I think when you go to these other countries they they actually s- separate for tourists they try to we they baby the tourists like oh no you don't worry no we're we're not going to put you anywhere near any type of harm or any type of discomfort like everything is just going to be taken care of for you we're going to make sure this visit is beautiful where in america it's like it's kind of like in america when people visit it's like we treat it like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to clean my house for you. I'm not going to ask you to take your shoes off. I'm not going to do nothing for you. If you come by, you come by. Like, I'm not going to change nothing. I'm not going to make a presentation any better than it is. This is what it is. This is my normal life. That's kind of like when you come to these cities, like, hey, this is what you get. You go on a subway, you might see someone taking a shit in a bucket. And then you see them playing drums on it after, you know, at a little bass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I would actually want to visit where the real shit is kind of happening. Because I, I feel like what's the point of traveling if you're just going to go to the most delightful parts? You know, maybe spend a couple days at the resort, the beaches, the the sights and shit, but you, you should go to where it's less applicable because otherwise it's like, you're just kind of traveling in a bubble, you know, you're basically a bubble boy, but a traveling bubble boy. You're not really challenging. You're not really making yourself uncomfortable. I'm not saying put yourself where the cartel is, but I am saying is go to where the real less fortunate, where the real struggle is going. Cause, cause that that's where the real perspective changes. Like we see struggle here, and the struggle in other countries where they put five times, ten times the amount of work as someone who works fifty hours a week at a decent job that's physically taxing, and, and they do that shit just to survive, and they have to do that shit just to make appliances, just to bring. F- Literally, they have to apply that much energy just to walk and bring food to their place. And people try to call like jobs here as like imprisonment. A job that you voluntarily go to 40, 50 hours a week. And they literally can't make you come into work. They literally can't. You You literally just stop showing up to work one day. And yeah, you won't have a job, but that's your choice. You go to these other countries, it's not a choice. And they do it for a lot less pay. And I'm not talking about like pay, but it's adjusted for inflation. Like, no, they literally do it for a lot less pay. And I think that's where the real traveling, like why that shit is important. Now, I've never had it. Like I mentioned, I've never had a real desire other than just like fun reasons. I would want to travel, right? But if I were to travel, I would make it purposeful. You know, just knowing the type of person I am. I would want to go and... You know, I would want to go meet, like, a tribe. Like, one of those secret tribes, like, where they built their own, like, little huts and cities and stuff. And I would want to go there and actually see what life is like, you know? Because, like, I'm, I'm a guy. I'm pretty fit. Like, I move around and shit. But I think doing that shit for a living to survive is different than doing something because you have to work out for enjoyment. And you have to exercise for enjoyment and to bring dopamine like when you're doing that shit as taxing as a job type of thing like that's different man that's different than just training for something because when you're training for something it's very temporary it's an hour two hours a day imagine doing shit nine ten eleven hours a day just to make daily maintenance shit normal with the no escapism because you can't afford it or you just don't have access to even escape And that's where I think the real privilege comes is. Even when life gets hard here. There's access for you to escape it. And I think when you travel. Based off kind of what I know. Based off talking to people. That have traveled is. Like. Your reality is your reality. Like here people can escape the reality. They have access to whether it's drugs. Alcohol. Like it's basically like you can buy your way out of you know, experiencing what's actually happening here. We're giving you the access to do that. Where there, there is no, like, escapism. Because escapism is literally the death of you. Like, your life is on the hands every day in a lot of these places. Especially the much poorer parts. The less fortunate, where they don't have access to shit. And... I think I have a good perspective, but I think even when you have a good perspective, even when you have a very good awareness of reality, I think it's still good to, like, really, because sometimes you have to experience shit to truly understand. Like, there's a difference between, like, you can understand something from a distance and experiencing that understanding, because it's easy to say what you would always, like... It's easy to say what you would do in a situation when someone throws, like, what would you do if this happened? And you say, I would do this, this, and this. But then when you have to do it in real time, you may not actually act the same. You may panic. You may, like, holy fuck. Like, when you're in this situation, you probably also become less judgmental when you come back. Because you probably become less judgmental to people that struggle here. You know? Um... And there's a lot of and I think the issue with when people want to travel just to travel, they spend exorbitant amount of money to travel, and they just want to experience the good parts of life. And it's not really to me what the point of it should be. It's not supposed to me when you travel the world, it's not supposed to be just one big vacation. It's supposed to actually enlighten you and actually change the way you view things people say they change the way like people are like oh I went I did a you know a mission trip that's why like you know look like, I knock on religion a lot but I do think stuff like Mormons when they go on mission trips like it's crazy when you see like these BYU football players like 26 years old playing against 19-year-old freshmen, like, how's this shit happen? It's like, well, yeah, no, he just went on a mission trip for two years, but he's back, you know? Ah, Number 42 just made a tackle. Um, (laughs) And and then they'll be like, oh, he's married, he's got kids, like, goddamn, like, these dudes, eh. It's crazy how BYU and these, that do these missions, you would think they'd be fucking just men out there, like, destroying these dudes, but, hey, you know, I guess they don't have, I guess they don't have weights in, uh, the Zek Republic. Um, but um, it is a kind of wild how... But yeah, like I knock on... real. But I think one good thing it does do is like... They go on these mission trips. Where it's literally a mission to... You know, study abroad and stuff like that. And they make them actually live in these situations. And they don't just give them a shitload of money to live the luxury lifestyle that someone like when you have money there how like, yes you have access and need like they make them like hey like you're on a you're on like a stipend a budget like you're gonna live how the average person lives here and you're gonna experience of being grateful and humble and appreciative having a different understanding and I do think that's actually good regardless of my views on religion I do think that type of um I do think that type of I I guess just experience and shit is very important, you know? How is that not going to change someone's life? Cuz if you only live here, you only know lily one way, like like uh, it's absurd to think there would be a nude beach in America. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, you know. I don't know if it's legally but I'm pretty sure there's a understanding. Um, but yeah, I think it would be cool. Hey, if someone wants to send me a free trip to wherever, I'll take it. I'm not going to say no. Who am I? Who am I to say no to such a beautiful idea? Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I just think, you know, there's basically this whole episode is about traveling. She's sorry, I'm reading the title on YouTube. It's one on my algorithm from Auburn Pre. She spread her legs for them. She spread her legs for him. He looked, and now she exposed him. Yeah, you're not wearing panties at a fucking. At a, like, a salon, or is it a salon, but, you know, like a spa, like a little, people work on your, people work on your nails, like, this dudes work on your nails, you're wearing a dress, you spread your legs, and you're not wearing panties, and you're gonna expose quote-unquote him? I mean, you probably take a picture of your feet and expose your nasty ass, that's why I don't go to these toe places, because I wouldn't want them to expose me. Uh, but yeah, I think that's how I'm going to end today's podcast. Yeah, actually, I think this is honestly one of the best episodes I've had in quite some time, like maybe even months. I was just on it today. I had some like. I need to prepare like this more often. Well, I didn't even prepare what I was going to talk about, but in terms of being in the right mindset and shit, like, yeah, it feels good. It feels good to finally do a decent episode for my standards, you know. All right, guys, that was episode 171 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. Still doing this podcast, you know, and I'll be saying that like nine years later. Still doing this fucking podcast. Jesus Christ. Uh, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell on all apps. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Uh, gotta love the crowd out here. I just wish I had like a animated crowd noise like titties. Alright guys, have a great day. Alright guys, have a good one. And uh, get nude.